Man, I tell you, I'm glad I came to church tonight. I was thinking about doing something else, but. All right. Thank you, Lord. Well, we, uh, we're still in our real life series in the last few weeks. Uh, we've been talking about good morning. Everybody say good morning. And the importance of having a good morning, what that means. And then uh, last week, my son, uh, Lee, uh, stood in. Didn't, and I know I'm his dad, but I think the boy did an awesome, awesome job last week. I, I came in last uh, Wednesday afternoon. He's sitting behind my desk eating my potato chips. Yeah, I mean, he's... It blessed me, though. It blessed me. Well, we're going to dig into some good things tonight. I want to continue just uh, one more night tonight on this idea of good morning. And what we're dealing with is um, fog. You know, help me out with fog. Fear and other garbage. Say it with me. Fear and other garbage. Now, let's be real honest tonight. How many of you couple mornings a week at least wake up and you got some fog on you, some fear and other garbage. In case you say, well, I don't have fear. Uh, well, let me give you some of the other garbage, heaviness, sorrow, dread, shame, guilt, distraction, cares, confusion, the blues, depressed, temptation, anxiety. And we could go on and on and on. And those things love to get on you. They love to kind of congregate and This happens a lot in the morning. Well, our solution to this, thank God, is the sun, S-O-N, sun. And the sun, think about the fog and the natural, you know, fog, you know, that you got to turn on your fog lights, you know, got to drive a little slower. That fog that's out on the road in the fields, uh, the S-U-N eventually by light and heat burns that away, clears it up. It it lifts. Are you all with me? And so the S-O-N, Jesus, can clear the fear and other garbage that would be in your life. And we've talked about this. Not everything is just this vague something that rolls in. Sometimes there's real deal stuff that you're needing to deal with, okay? And you handle that appropriately. We've talked a little bit about that in previous weeks. But how the sun clears away the fog really two ways. And I'm not trying to be cutesy with all this. This just really is the truth on this. First of all, the warmth of his presence, the warmth of his presence. And I would say this, stay there long enough to warm up. We have such a Pop-Tart Christianity. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about our mornings. We just, everything is just a rush, rush, rush. And I'll tell you why it's a rush is because you didn't shut it down right the night before. And then consequently, usually don't start it up right. And so you're already behind. You don't, you haven't made room for all these things. So You know, I joke about it, but you run out of the house eating a Pop-Tart and you think because it's fruit flavored, it's good for you. (laughs) It's got strawberries in it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And then, you know, we're, we're just so hectic in this. And, and part of the tragedy, I've said this for years, that part of the tragedy of our culture is the pace of it. It's just the pace of it. Slow down, slow down, and take enough time for the warmth of His presence to warm you up. The second thing is this, the light of His Word. The light of His Word. And stay there long enough for your eyes to adjust, so to speak. Okay, so that you can see clearly. 
through this fog and everything. You can see what things are and uh, you can see your way clear into the day. And the entrance of his word brings light. We know that the word of God is light to us. And, and don't just read. And, and if this is all you're reading, you need to read more than this. I, I know coming up, we had this little thing my mom bought at some dusty Bible and bookstore. And it looked like a loaf of bread. And it had a little card. And you'd pull out the little card. And we'd, we'd fight over who got to read the verse for the day. And I'm telling you, whoever picked those out, you know, wrote them and put them in there. Sometimes they're like, what's that got to do with anything? You know? And then other times it was, you know, pretty decent. And typically a promise or a thought from Scripture. And, and that's good. You need to get that. But folks, that's not enough light. And uh, we've talked a whole lot on that. But the warmth of His presence, the light of His Word will clear away fear and other garbage, that fog out of your life. Realize again, I'm still reviewing just a moment here, that mornings are very critical. Mornings are very critical. And the enemy loves to mess with your morning. Because I mentioned it during offering time. There's the law of firsts. And, you know, if he can mess you up at the first part of the day, he can derail you. He, he can uh, deter you, you know, uh, cause you to go away that you really, you know, weren't planning. He can divert you. You need to be very careful how you start the day. Part of this is, is don't just accept it. And that's what we've talked about for a number of weeks. Don't just accept it. If you wake up tomorrow morning, y'all with me? Some of y'all wake up now too. Uh, um, If you wake up tomorrow morning and you got some fog on you, don't just say, well, it's just, it's just the way Thursdays are. No, ask some questions. What is this? What is this? Why am I feeling this way? Just start to sort through that a little bit. What's going on here? And find out what that is. You know what? I'm worried about this. Okay, well, we know what to do about worry. Don't. But instead of worry, you pray. Or it's like, you know what? I'm really ticked at so-and-so. Okay, well, we need to forgive them. Or I don't know what this is. Well, in the name of Jesus, leave me now. I mean, you sort through this thing. Don't just accept it and go, you know, and have bad posture all day. Okay? You with me? Um, but don't just sign off and accept it. Remember that it affects you mostly in the soulish realm of who you are. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And that soulish part of you is going to affect how you think, how you feel, and how you decide. And so if the enemy could mess that up on how you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you're deciding, he's going to really mess up your day and you're not going to end up at the destination. It's not going to be the journey that, that God had planned for you for the day. Are you with me? All right. Let's slide on to some other things here. I believe that all problems and distress, all problems and distress in the human condition, either individually or, or socially, are spiritual at the root. Now think about that just for a moment. I think that all problems are distressed. Now I'm not saying, you know, your car battery died. I'm not saying that's spiritual. Are you all with me? I don't need to sort all of this out. But I'm saying problems and distress in your life, relational, family, uh, financial even, business, there is a, at the root, there's something spiritual. Are you with me? And so 
all problems and distress in this human condition being at its root spiritual, here's the good news though. So is the cure. So is the cure. So we don't just say, well, there it is. Now we, we know what to do about that as well. So our approach has to be spiritual to start with. Okay? Now don't spook out. Everything's not a demon. Everything's not the devil. Everything, you don't have to roll your eyes back in your head, you know. Uh, don't make this what it is not. But realize, just think about it for a moment. If there's problems in your family, somewhere there's a spiritual root to that. If you live angry, somewhere there's a spiritual root to that. If you have an addiction, there's a spiritual root to that. If, if um, business is not going so well, I would check first of all spiritually. I would, I would make sure of a number of things spiritually first. And you have to look at it. We cannot ignore that. The devil would love for you to be ignorant of those things so that he could just continue to uh, steamroll over you and your family for generations. And we need, we need to look at those things because there are spiritual roots, but there also is a spiritual cure. And I'm thankful for that. All right. Now, our approach to our day then, and I said all that to say this, I think your approach to the day, your first efforts toward your day should be spiritual. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but typically that is not the approach. Typically, we're thinking of all kinds of other things. And we have our rushed, compressed routine, or we have no routine, and we don't know what AM is. And, and so we have to look at this because you cannot just wander into your day. You have to be, and here's the other word I'd hope you would get tonight besides spiritual, Intentional. Everybody say intentional. So let me put it all together. And it's too many letters for me to write up on a board in front of all these people. You need to be spiritually intentional about your day. Everybody say, I need to be spiritually intentional about my day. Now, I'm going to give you a few things tonight of how to start your day. This is not a complete list. I've shared these things in different settings before, but I believe this is very, very important and very, very helpful um, for us in starting our, getting our day started right. See, this is spiritual. That's the devil right there. Get out of here. All right. So you just take care of it, you know, like that. All right. Good deal. Um, first things first, you, do, you just got to start your day right. Again, spiritually intentional about starting your day. Think of your day as a journey. Okay. Um, over a month or so ago, we took a little road trip, our family. Well, not the whole family. It was just Alicia and I and Greta and Gabriel. And so there was just the four of us. And, and a big part of our trip was a road trip. We did not wait until the morning that we were leaving on the journey And look at the tires on the vehicle. We didn't say, uh, just everybody get in the car. Uh, 
we planned, we looked ahead, we looked things up. I had the car serviced. Uh, and then, and then down to, we're going to get up tomorrow morning at this time. We're planning on leaving at this time. Uh, getting that all together, not, not overly, you know, and then we're going to do, the, you know, it wasn't so boxed up, but certain things that you have to take care of. And then before we got in the car, what did I tell everybody to do? Pray. <laughs> Go to the bathroom. See, some of y'all are too spiritual, see? We pray once we got in the car, okay? My point is this. You want to plan some things ahead. Don't, and, and I had the vehicle already fueled with gas. So that we're not, you know, we drive 16 miles and then run it. Oh, we got to get gas now. And then drive a little further. We've got to go to the bathroom. You know, all those things. But a lot of times we start our day out with just no plan at all. Just, just none. And you need to prepare some things ahead of time. First things first. Go ahead and say that. First things first. And, and that's how you can, you know, start out right. Uh, the first thing, and this is huge, and I don't know if we'll get off this tonight or not. Because this was like expanding in my heart um, before service. Lordship. Everybody say Lordship. This is a daily declaration of lordship. Let me just throw this out to you. Who do you belong to? I, and, and I would say so. I would say so. Some people don't declare, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. You are the Lord of this day. Because they think, well, in, let's see, in sixth grade, I went to a summer camp and I told Jesus he was Lord then. Good for you. What about today? What about today? And I think you need to start your day. This concept of lordship is so absolutely huge. 335 times in the New Testament epistles, Lord or lordship is brought up. It's huge. And this is something that is being, this is vied for all the time. And you need to get it straight. Who is Lord? And let me remind you what a Lord is. It's, it's, he's the superior one. But it plays out this way. He's owner and ruler and master. Say that. Owner, ruler, master. Well, you need to get that established before you start your little journey on the day. Who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? And you need to declare it. And, and I'm telling you, there's so much in Scripture... On this, I'm fighting going uh, through a bunch of things on this. It is not only worship, it is submission. So just to declare Jesus, you are Lord, is, is in fact worship. But it is also submission. That Jesus today, you're my owner, you're my ruler, you're my master. And it's important that you declare that. And let me say this to you. Don't just think it. Declare it. Say it. You say, well, what if I get up in the morning and I'm trying to be quiet? You don't have to yell it. You know, and find, find your place that you can get alone, that you don't feel self-conscious, and that you can shut yourself away 
and just under your breath or whatever, so devote, see that you, that you get that out and just Jesus, you are the Lord of my life today. No one else. You are. I'm not. The devil's not. Strong people around me are not. You are my owner, my ruler, my master. I'm telling you, this alone is incredible. Now, this lordship concept in, in New Testament Scripture is huge. I'm, I'm really going to have to come back and teach on this more and more. But whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord is not just Jesus, okay? Now, we know that Jesus is Lord. Scripture even tells us that no one can even say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. And so when you and I, get this, when you and I say that Jesus is Lord, guess who's there? Guess who? The Holy Spirit is involved in that moment, in that time of Jesus, you are Lord. You can't say it apart from the Holy Spirit. For it to have any, you know, I, I imagine that, you know, a parrot could say it, you know, you could get somebody to say it. But I mean, for it to have any spiritual Real import right there is Jesus, your Lord. That's by the Spirit of God. That's the Holy Spirit helping you in that. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. And um, we have to understand not just the name of Jesus being above every name, but that Jesus is Lord. And one day every knee shall bow. And get this, one day every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Make no mistake about it. Get this settled in your heart. Jesus, you are Lord. Now, you don't have to have a rush of goosebumps in that moment. This is you're marching out to the edge of your property, so to speak, and you're pounding this sign into the ground. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's my owner. He's my ruler. He's my master. I belong to him. I serve him. I work for him. He takes care of me. I say, he takes care of me. Problem come up. I'm not the owner. You have to talk to the owner. I like that part. Yeah, I, I'll direct you to the owner. He'll take, he takes care of those things. Amen. Well, let's move on here. Second thing is declare his greatness. And we're talking about you in the morning, starting your morning spiritually intentional. You're intentionally spiritual about starting your morning. And it starts with lordship. Now, listen, this doesn't mean that before you get out of bed, okay, that I can't do anything else. You know, let me go back there again. I got to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Okay. And, you know, I, I like to have coffee or hot tea. Go get it. Go get it. Because when you sit down with the Lord in the morning, I think you should honor him and go, I'm sorry, I'll be right back. Just go ahead and get settled and come to meet with the Lord. Be intentional about that. Be spiritual about that. And declare his lordship and then declare his greatness. Declare his greatness. Declare his names. I, I ride a bike just about every morning. And a big part of my time while I'm out there... I'm, I'm just declaring God's greatness. And I can start to declare his names and just things that he's done. Declare his greatness, his names, his exploits. I'll tell you what, not only does it honor him, 
Here's what else it will do. It will absolutely build your faith. Your faith will just be strong as you declare his greatness. And again, this needs to be something that you speak out. Uh, I don't know why religion has made us so quiet. You know, religion built huge big buildings with awesome acoustics. And you have to be quiet. Don't wake God. And I'm not talking about you've got to be loud. But declare these things. I mean, the scripture is full of declare, shout, cry out. Decree, say, I mean, it's just all over the place. And if you read in the Psalms, you're going to see that we declare his greatness. Uh, In Psalm 145, verse 6, it says, Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. And just take the time to do that. Thirdly, and this one is huge. Thanks. Everybody say thanks. We need to be... Certain that we always give God thanks. I believe this. Now, this isn't in the Bible, but I think you should write it in. Not really. I think it's improper, even rude, because of how God, how good God's been to us, to ever talk to God without thanking Him for at least a few things. Did you hear me? It's improper. It's rude. He's been so good to you and to me. And for us to talk to him, to pray, to approach him and not thank him for a few things. And you know what it does? It it wakes up. It wakes you up in the right way spiritually to begin to thank him. Because otherwise, if that part of you goes numb, that same mechanism will be working, but it will be griping and complaining. And I'd rather shut down the griping and complaining by getting that other gate open that is thanking God, is making me very aware of His goodness. When you wake up in the morning, uh, in the United States, one million people do not wake up every day. A million people don't wake up. So you wake up, I'm grateful. Now, Now, don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to heaven. But it's not time yet. I said, it's not. it's not time yet. So thank Him for that. Thank Him, thank Him, thank Him, thank Him for spiritual things. Thank Him for natural things. Do you have anything to be thankful for? You know, I, I just want to poke some people in the cheeks. Because everything's wrong and everything's broken and everything's negative and it's getting worse. And I just want to go, oh my God. But Jesus won't let me. So if you're doing that in front of me, just know what I'm wanting to do, okay? But give thanks. And here's the thing about thanks. Don't, and if you've been around here any length of time at all, you know this. Don't just think your thanks. Even if it's a person that you need to thank, don't just think it. Open up your mouth and say it. Thank them. Look here in Hebrews 13, 15, therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, watch this, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. It's the fruit of our lips. What are the fruit of your lips? Words that we actually would say. Don't just think your thanks. Say them. Speak them. 
And it will, it will do you, it will do you wonders to be aware of how much God is doing in your life to perk up that part of you, to shut down the griping and complaining and to bring honor to God and gratitude to God. If you're with me so far, say amen. amen. And then the next thing you need to do is forgive. Now, technically, this should already be done by the time you wake up. You really shouldn't go to bed with this kind of stuff. But I know you. And I know me. And so what we need to do, though, is this. Hopefully you've got that cleared out because you're shutting down your day in the right way. Um, Lisa Curcioli, I don't want to embarrass you. What were those letters you told me? First... H, H W L W. Yeah, his word, first word, and his word, last word. It's the first and final fifteen, and that's the way their family kind of does it. His word, first word, his word, last word. So first and final fifteen. You need to shut down your day right. We've talked about that right uh, earlier. Shut down your day right. Well, guess what you need to do at that point? You need to let people go. Yes. I mean, don't try to hold prisoners overnight. Because I ain't thinking about you. But you are. You're all worried. And then you dream real freaky dreams. You're in the middle of the mall building a a go-kart. You know, it's just like, what am I doing? Um, You'll you'll have weird, weird dreams. Let people go. Let them go. And, And listen to this. You can afford to forgive people because you have been forgiven of so much. And so what you do when you... When you start... When you start your morning, just, just, it's just check it out. It's just to check it out. And I know that some of you have some people in your life, you have to forgive them frequently. Well, just let them go. Let them go. Let God work, work on them. But this is just a, a checkup, just to make sure, all clear, no gunk. And you can afford to do that. And then very importantly, ask. These are things you're doing in the morning to be intentional about starting your day. Ask. This is where you... Ask God for some things. This is where you pray. You cast your cares. You believe for some things. You have needs. You have requests. You have cares. You have problems. Let me read you a, a few verses for this. James 4.2 says this. You do not have because you, because you do not ask. You know what? The Holy Spirit has quickened that to me before to realize, oh, wow. Because I'm worrying about something. I'm working on something. And I realize I have not even asked. And so you do not have because you do not ask. So what should you do? Y'all are the smart crew. Matthew 21, 22. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, which is specific requests, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And it is quite okay in this morning time. You declare his lordship. You declare his greatness. You give him thanks. You make sure you let everybody go. They owe me nothing. God, I'm going to let you work with them. And then ask. Ask the Lord. Lord, I've got this thing coming up. I'm I'm dealing with this. I'm very concerned about that. I'm praying for my friend. Whatever it would be. And take those times and pray. And we're going to be talking more about that uh, in another session here. And then read and listen. 
I'm kind of running out of space here. Read and listen. Go ahead and say that. Read and listen. Now, predominantly, you need to be reading God's Word. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, though. I have numerous devotionals that I have. I'll kind of go through first season, then switch up and go with another one. I have other books by good Christian writers uh, that that I'll read. And, and I'm crazy about reading. Sometimes I'm in four or five different books, and I'll just read kind of a section there and mull on that. But regarding those thoughts, and they're coming, you know, directly from the Word or otherwise, you need to read and what? And listen. Because this, this is what I, I've found, too, that God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. And God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. And God knows what's best for every situation. And, and follow me on this. And we're always asking Him to do something. And I think it's appropriate to ask him to say something. So we're always, Lord, do this and do this and do this and do this. And you know what? Sometimes if we would just hear from him, we'll know what to do. We'll be encouraged while he works on something. And again, he's all knowing. He's all powerful. He's everywhere present at once. He knows what's best for you. I think it's good to just set yourself up to allow some time. For him to just speak to you. And, and you can't do that if you give him four seconds. You, you're going to need to wait. He won't take forever to do it. But he wants you. He, You know, it's like anybody else. Sometimes with uh, my kids or, or somebody else. If they're on their phone doing something. And I want to tell them something. I'll go, hey, I want to tell you something. Go, yeah, yeah, okay. I go, uh-huh. And I'll go, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll let them finish up what they're doing. You got a little send button? Click that thing. And see, I, I think God wants to know, do I really have your attention? Or are you, are you thinking about what wig you're wearing today? Or, you know, or whatever it would be. So it's to get focused and to give him that time. And we're not talking about globs of time. We're just talking about very globs. That's a... That's a, that's a good Greek word right there. <laughs> Last thing is this. Fill up. Stay full of the Holy Spirit. Scripture commands us be filled with the Spirit. The Amplified Bible says ever be filled. The Greek word actually means to level up. And, it, and it's just like to get topped off. Um. Just simply, follow me on this, just simply, by faith, ask and receive, wait reverently, expectantly, thankfully, that the Holy Spirit would fill you. Listen to me, church. This doesn't require goosebumps either. This is just like if you want a a refill on your coffee, or what do they call it, a warm-up on your coffee. And it's just like you would, hey, could I have a, could you just fill me up? Could you just top this off? And I think day by day, you should just, Lord, would you just fill me fresh and anew? Just fill me up with your spirit. And don't make it what it's not. Don't sit there and wait for some strange lights and feelings to come into the room. The number one main purpose and ministry of the Holy Spirit is to help you. 
It's just to help you and to fill you. It's not dependent upon feelings. It's just that I have this relationship with my Heavenly Father that He gives good gifts. And one of the greatest gifts is He gives us the Holy Spirit. And the reason He gives us the Holy Spirit is because the Father and Jesus, they're up in heaven. They're sitting on thrones. They're watching. They're orchestrating things. And He sent the Holy Spirit to be with us and to be in us and to help us. And so every day I would just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Just fill me. And expect that just like you'd hold up that cup. It's a faith thing. It may never be a feeling thing. And some, and then some mornings it's so precious. You, know, you just smile like your face is going to break. Or you just weep. Or it's just like, wow. But you know what? You can leave that place knowing that the Holy Spirit is in you. And he's with you. And it's a Bible command to be filled with the Spirit. One other thing about the Holy Spirit, too, in 2 Corinthians 3.17, and I actually posted this today, too, an incredible thought from Scripture. It says this, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And you know what? Just to take those moments and concentrate on the Holy Spirit filling your life day in and day out. That's a huge way to start your day. Declaring His Lordship, declaring His greatness, giving thanks, letting people go, forgive. Ask those petitions, those needs in your life. Read and listen. Take a little time to do that. And then stay full of the Holy Spirit of God. And you know what? I'm telling you, if you work this into your life, get this again. It's spiritual. And you need to be intentional about it. And you go, well, I don't have time in the morning. Well, then you know what you need to do? You need to carve some out. Go backwards on the clock, okay? Carve some out. And once you start to get that as a, as a part of your life, you, you, will never, you will never want to do without that because of the richness that it adds to. I fool you a little bit, and I say first and final 15. 15 is a good starting place, okay? It's a little bait and switch, okay? To just talk you into 15 minutes. But you know what? As you make that... And and you know what? This can all happen in 15 minutes. But you're going to want to expand it because of the richness of it. And how it impacts you. Problems and distress in this human life are spiritual at the root. Every day is this brand new start. And the enemy loves to mess with your mornings. You've got to be intentional. You've got to be spiritual about this. And as you apply these things, for example, you're going to watch that the sun will clear away the fog. And you can have a good morning. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight?